Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Right. Well, hello, everybody. This is Catherine Toon. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. And I have a friend, a comrade in arms, and an amazing woman who I so admire, Nicole Jansen. And she, wow, she does so much. We were talking about some of the stuff that you're doing and like, wow. <laughs> so I'm so glad if you have not met her, you get to meet her. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm doing great, Catherine. It's great to be here. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. So let me tell you a little bit about Nicole. Um, I'll just read you her, her kind of her bio. Uh, she's amazing. So Nicole Jansen has been empowering entrepreneurs for over 30 years. Wow. Her vast experience in business, leadership, and human behavior, along with overcoming adversity in her own life, has uniquely equipped her to bring out the best in others. Her coaching clients span five continents and range from startup entrepreneurs focused on growing their business to industry leaders looking to use their influence to make a greater impact in the world. She's a founder of Discover the Edge and the host of Leaders of Transformation podcast, reaching listeners in over 140 countries. You're amazing. <laughs> You're oh, amazing with you. all the stuff, but you do amazing stuff. And that's just uh, birthed out of who you are. So it's great to have you. Well, it's great to be here and thank you. And you know, God has given me the blessing of having many experiences. So it's packaging that, bringing that together into something that I can share with others. So yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And you do that so well. So I thought today we were kind of discussing, I mean, a lot of different directions we could go, but I know one of the near and dear things to, to your heart is the whole issue of identity and how uh, that really impacts everything you do. Uh, so uh, do you have your own uh, sort of journey with sort of discovering this particular uh, topic uh, that was a little more personal or how is that for you? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was, when I was little, my parents were entrepreneurs, they owned garage businesses, franchises, and then started in uh, a network marketing business, direct sales. And so I learned very early on to kind of meld into their life, if you will, right? You know how as kids, we do that. And so I loved it. I was naturally inclined to be an entrepreneur. And so I was very involved in that. Um, and we had developed a very successful business. And then at some point in my late 20s, that business fell apart. And so I found myself asking my, myself these questions like, okay, what now? What do I do with the rest of my life? I thought this is what I was going to do. Right. And this business is not there anymore. I don't really want to rebuild that. What do I want to do? And so I went down this journey of asking myself questions. Now, initially, I, I asked myself the questions. Over time, I realized this was not just a, a practical thing um, in terms of what are my strengths? What are my what's my passion? But it was really more of a spiritual conversation about who I was in Christ, who I was in God and asking him. You know, he is the manufacturer. If you want to know the purpose of a thing, you ask the one who created it. Absolutely. So I started asking God and saying, okay, what do you want me to do right. with what you've given me? Right. Strengths, you know, experience, passion, the, 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 the desires of my heart. Mm -hmm. And so that led me on the journey to uh, begin 
in my coaching, I actually started off as training and development in my coaching business, Discover the Edge. And that evolved, quickly evolved from not just helping people to play to their own strengths and use the the learning that I had, Mm -hmm. but also then start teaching others. Um, And then I got quickly into business because of my experience in business. And that piece came back into play and helping businesses to grow and to thrive. But to start off with the question of, why are you in business? Who are you? Right. Who has God created you to be? And what is your assignment? Right. And so that your business, so that their business mm-hmm. could actually help them would be the vehicle in which they could fulfill that. Wow. That's so amazing. I love, I love that. And I love the interplay between, you know, the spiritual dimension, the personal revelation dimension about, about identity, and then that flowing into purpose and impact and what you're created for. Uh, because you do that from that place of identity. So I know you have a lot of, uh, revelation on this identity piece. We kind of discussed it briefly. Uh, so, you know, what are some of the insights that you've been really tracking with that you want to share? Sure. So one of the things in my coaching, it was one point I, I will take this particular moment and I, I thought it was really like an eye opener for me, um, was I had, I put out on Facebook something about, you know, Hey, and I just, I felt literally felt led to put this on Facebook to say, Hey, you know, I'm going to offer a few comprehensive coaching sessions for free. And I had such an overwhelming response. And so I ended up doing like 13 sessions within like a 48 hour period of time. (laughs) And there were all people that I hadn't, that I hadn't met before. I didn't know anything about them. So I had one hour to get to the root of what was going on and what I noticed, and maybe it became so obvious to me in that moment because I was compressing it and doing so many, having so many of these starting conversations at the same time. But what God revealed to me is in each one of them, there was a primary lie that was operating and running the show. So I was listening to what was going on and then I was diving into it and saying, okay, so tell me more about that. How does that show up in your life? How does that show up in your business? And then we would go back further and further and further to childhood. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that is when we're, when we're young, our identity is largely made up from our environment. Who we are is, is a function of our parents and the people that we grew up with, the environment, what we saw modeled and so forth, what was told to us, what was said to us. But it's also this, when I talk about this primary lie, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about, it's like the, you know, the angel and the devil, right? The devil's on their shoulder and saying, you're not good enough. It was so interesting. There was one of the people I was talking to this lady and she was in her mid fifties and she was struggling with her life in her life. She's always seen things weren't working out. Anyway, long story short, we went back to her childhood and, and she didn't have a hugely dysfunctional childhood or anything. She just happened to be a lot younger than all of her siblings. She was kind of a surprise. And at one point, and this is just one example, there's so many different ways this shows up. But at one point she was listening to her siblings and her parents having a, an adult conversation mm-hmm. And they didn't try to explain, she didn't understand what they were talking about. And they didn't try to explain it to her. And in that moment, that devil on her shoulder said, see, you're not important. You're insignificant. Wow. 
And what was amazing about that, that little thing then got reinforced. See, Mm -hmm. here's another proof of that. Another proof, another proof, another proof. And here's this unassuming child that is like this clean slate, right? Is, doesn't know to, to, uh, rebuke that, to do all the things that we were taught to do as adults, resist the enemy and he will flee. Right. You don't know how to do that as a child. So it's just coming in and it's forming these beliefs. And so that habit had been running the show. She wow. was, she was it's amazing not that taking little on seven year old child or whatever is running the show. And here she's 55. This is so exactly true. how these lies get ingrained. They just become default programming unless they're rooted up. Yeah. That's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So that, so, so discovering that primary lie was one thing that was really, and realizing everybody has it and it always comes back to not enough. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not important enough. I'm insignificant. Mm-hmm. I'm not lovable. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. It's always a not enough conversation. Right. And so Amazing. getting to the, getting to our identity is recognizing who we are, mm-hmm. who we're not, mm-hmm. right? Or who we think we are, mm-hmm. who we're not. And then who does God say? Because he is the architect and the manufacturer and the creator, yes. right? The potter. Mm-hmm. What does he say? Mm-hmm. And so that's, to me, it was, it was so eye opening and thinking, wow, this is so fascinating. And one person actually said, I'm entitled because her parents, when she was yeah. growing up, they, they spoke really poorly about rich people. Okay. Rich wow. people are greedy. Rich people are this. Rich mm-hmm. people are that. Mm-hmm. And what was fascinating is that here she was trying to build a successful business and trying to raise capital and it wasn't right. working. Why? Because she was going to those rich people and she was resentful of them. She was enjoying like she several comments. the enemy. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's amazing how it shows up. So when we talk about identity is the first thing is to recognize what's running the show. Mm-hmm. What, wow. where, where are we deriving our identity from? And then where are we anchoring it? The other piece that God showed me was that we have like external validation mm-hmm. that we get from certain things. So we get them from archetypes. I'm a big believer in personalities. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, understanding Enneagram, whatever you want right. to use, the personality dynamics to understand how you were designed. Mm-hmm. But we can also make those an idol, right? And make that the right. thing that we get our validation from. And our validation really only comes from God alone. Exactly. But so there's archetypes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's acquisitions. We, we, we start to get our validation from what we can acquire, what's how many, how much stuff we have from our accomplishments, mm-hmm. the things that we're able to do, right. not so much who we are being, but how we're, you know, how we're accomplishing things, mm-hmm. the accolades, mm-hmm. all of the, the, the pats on the back Love and that. you're so good at this and all of that. Mm-hmm. The associations, again, the environment mm-hmm. and the, um, uh, the, even the adversity. Even the adversity, yeah, you know, that find some people have their identity wrapped up in their adversity. You don't understand my story. Have you ever heard that? You don't oh, understand yeah. my story. This exactly. is what happened to me. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. That's my experience. And so we attach our identity and even um, attractiveness, you know, is like, am I, am I attractive? Mm-hmm. If I'm attractive, then I'm worthy. If Then I'm a good person or then I'm worthy of all these other things. And right. so these seven A's. Right. right. Being these external, um, elements that we, we get our validation from and realizing that that's, and we're seeing this in COVID, right? Yeah. Throughout this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. When that stuff gets taken away, your job, you'd lose your job. That's and right. 
for me, I had this experience where there was a series, there was a point in my life where everything was falling apart. I was right. losing and I lost what felt like everything. Were, right. Yeah. It's like, who yeah. am I, who am I now that I don't have the, whatever the A's are? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly the question it was like, who am I now? Mm-hmm. Now that I am, you know, you know, the, 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 whether it's the finances, whether it's the health, whether it's the relationships and so forth, when you take all that away, right. Who are you? Right. And when we're born, we, you know, it's like when we're born and when we die, it's like, we're, we're not, we don't come in with anything right? and we're not taking anything with us, right. but who we are, that's the most important thing. And if we can get if we can get to that point of understanding our identity mm-hmm. and who we are and whose we are, mm-hmm. then that's a foundation we can build on. Absolutely. And, it, and it's unshakable because it's even eternal. in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst mm-hmm. of crisis and so forth, you can stand firm and solid on that rock because, and I say the rock being like God being the rock, yeah. right, is mm-hmm. what he is saying. It's because this is his truth, right? Exactly. His truth about us. And what we are called to do when we stand firm on that, it, you, you know, you're unshakable, right? Exactly. You're unshakable. Nothing can, nothing can, can get to you if you will, exactly. you know? So I've had a lot of people ask me through the pandemic, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm fine, you know, because I'm pimping right. because my, my identity and my security and right. does is not and wrapped up in any of those things. Right. Exactly. And, and it's not dependent on the accolades and all those different things, but you're rooted and grounded in God, in love, and that's unshakable. That's, that's eternal. Um, and that was established yeah. before you were even set to planet Earth, along with the purpose that you were destined to do, which is yes. amazing. Yeah. Wow. This is yeah. so great. I love those. Um, you, there, you said how many A's are there? Seven A's, did you say? Seven. Seven A's. Yeah. Wow. The number of com- uh, perfection and completion, right? Uh, uh, and we are complete and perfect in him, even though there's so many of these drivers that say I'm not enough or I'm not good enough or whatever that is. But that is really uh, so profound. And I, I think sometimes the Lord will take advantage of the shakings not necessarily sending the shakings, but take advantage of them to root you and ground you. Yes. Because if you're not defined by your business, if you're not defined by your accolades, if you're not defined by your accomplishments, if you're not defined by whatever else, um, what are you defined by? Well, you're defined by eternal things that are unshakable, yes. that are COVID proof, <laughs> that are age proof, that are whatever, they're eternal. So, yes. wow, that that is amazing. And that's where, that's where grounding yourself. So when we take things away, nature abhors a vacuum. So when we take something away, we've got to replace it with something else. Mm -hmm. So sometimes what will happen is, and people will say, well, I've got to stop doing this habit, or I've got to stop thinking that way. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got to replace it with God's word. And so, you know, looking in the Bible that I I actually researched, there's so many things that God says about us in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, he says, in Ephesians 2, 2, 10, he says, you are, you know, you are God's workmanship, right? He says, for we are his workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand. So we may do them. You, you were referring to that. You know, we are wonderfully made, right? Psalm 139, 13, 14, you know, you are known. There's all of these things. So, so really 
starting to emphasize those things. You are known, you are heard, you are the righteousness of God, you are chosen. So many things that he says about us, we are safe, we are loved. There is scripture. Each one of these these statements that I'm making, there are scripture that backs that up, that actually speaks directly to that. We are safe, we are loved, we are free, we are blessed, we are redeemed, we're a new creation. We're God's temple, we're God's child, we're part of God's family, we're a joint heir, we're God's friend. There's a, the list goes on and on. Right. So where there is this, where there is this, this, this lie that has been embedded, it's extracting that lie and replacing it with the truth. Who does God say that you are? And finding ones that I, what I notice is that it helps to, because there's so many things that he says about us, but there's different seasons. And depending on the lie that we believed for, for however long, um, the, the one that often is the most meaningful is the one that combats that. So if I believe that I am not loved, then God saying you are loved is the, is the antidote, if you will, to that. Right. So to, I encourage people to anchor themselves and, and get a scripture that speaks to them to speak that, and they'll know because it's something, it's not just, Oh, that sounds good. It's something that inside them, they go, I feel that. Right. Right. I feel the shift and to write it out, to speak it and declare it over yourself over and over and over exactly. again the way the until lie, you actually believe it exactly the way the lie was inserted right because usually yes. there's the initial lie it's not necessarily what happens it's what you made it mean right and yes. then the lie is confirmed so to um, uproot that lie and insert the truth that's also you know little dab's not going to do most of the time and so right. that whole meditation process and that speaking all the, d- the thing different things that you we're mentioning as tools to help you grab yes. a hold of the truth. So it's not just the truth that you can quote and do a five part sermon on, but it's the truth in your inner man where the rubber yes. meets the road, where actually the lie was inserted was in the inner man in the subconscious. Um, and, and, and having that impact there so that you're, uh, so basically the fruit that comes out of the truth is the fruit that you want, you know, is that yes. impact everything you do. That's amazing. Any other tools or, suggestions you recommend for, you know, someone says, okay, I identified this lie that says I'm not love or, or that I'm insignificant or that I'm less than, or that I'm whatever. Um, so you recommended writing it out, journaling it out, researching it out, um, speaking it over yourself, declaring it over yourself. Any other tools that you recommend? Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges is there's a lot of people that know of God, mm-hmm. but don't know God. Exactly. And, and Jesus said, you know, there, there are going to be some that are going to come, you know, uh, at the end and say, you know, but I, but I spoke in your, in your name and I, you know, whatever prophesy in your name or I prayed in your name and so forth. He said, but I didn't know you. And so I think that is, um, that is the, that is where we need to begin. We need to start with getting to know who our father is getting to know the one who is the author and creator of our life, of our faith, the author and author and finisher of our faith. And so what I would say is, is that, you know, number one, you've got, you've got to 
reconnect with God. You got to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. You, you can't expect a relationship to right. thrive and to flourish and to really know someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could say, I know of this person, mm-hmm. but sure. unless I spend time with them exactly. and really listen, mm-hmm. have it be a, a dialogue, not right. just a monologue, exactly. but I really listen and share and so forth. Will I get to know that person? And it's the exactly. same thing here. I would encourage also, because um, if I had a, if I had a motto for my, or a mantra for my life, you know, personally, it would be speak life, mm. speak life. Yes. So, so you know, sometimes we learn to pray. And I know when I was growing up, I learned to pray like kind of in my mind, right? But there is power in speaking. And you know, this yes. is speak. I'm preaching to the choir here. You know, yeah, there's God, power. Like, oh, keep going. It's great. <laughs> yeah. There is power in speaking yes. the word of God. And so praying out loud, mm-hmm. reading God's word, um, uh, worshiping him in song, mm-hmm. right? We are declaring, we are speaking because out of our mouth, right? That's where, that's where life happens. Life and death is in the power of our tongue, mm-hmm. right? And so what we, God spoke the world into existence. Okay. I mean, he has given it to us. He's saying, look, follow, you are made in my image. I spoke the world into existence. Mm-hmm. Our, our words create our world. So, So that's where I would start. So praying, worshiping, reading the word, speaking it, declaring it, uh, getting in and silencing, actually silencing the noise of the world. So, you know, you're here, you are creating a new habit, developing new neural pathways in your brain. You've got to cut out this side because it's like, if I want to get healthy, I can eat healthy food. I can go work out and so forth. But if I'm constantly at the same time putting junk food in, I'm slowing my progress. Right. And my body's probably a little confused. I'm going to feel divided. Mm -hmm. How many people feel divided even within the body of Christ? Which makes you feel powerless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And overwhelmed. And Mm -hmm. well, because you're, you know, you've got all this stuff going on. So silencing it's being, be still and know that he is God. That. Right. And then connecting with, and this is why we are called to fellowship, you know, to connect with other faith filled believers, people that, that know who they are, that, that are clear on their own identity and are not getting their identity from these unhealthy sources, yeah. but they're getting their identity from in Christ. The church, Cause the church can that? be a performance and even performance in the church. Sometimes we can get into that rat race in chasing like church performance. Yes. But really getting rooted and grounded in who we are in the one who loves us. Yeah. And it's neat because you can do all those things. It's not just you praying and speaking out. It's you literally engaging with God as it happens. So it's all about intimacy. And so this is not just you doing a one-way thing. No, it's you in concert with God yes. speaking these things. And that brings a supernatural power to everything you're doing. So everything you're doing is not just, oh my gosh, I have another thing to check off my list. It's something that you do engaging. It's relational and it has supernatural power and that helps transform you as you're engaging yes. with God in it. And it brings life to it. So it doesn't feel like just another thing on your to-do list. It actually is, has a whole um, life to it because well, people, uh, you know, they're always saying that yeah, they're saying that I want I want peace, right? When you ask people what they want, they want right. peace, they want to thrive, they want to be happy. Right. All of these things which are actually fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so how do you get the fruits of the spirit? Is you get the spirit inside you. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. So, so when we spend this time, it's not a to-do list. And that's why Mm -hmm. if it feels like a to-do list and there's obedience, there is obedience. Mm -hmm. Um, And what what is, you know, the Bible talks about obedience is greater than sacrifice. Well, obedience is is great, but then there's another level of relationship with him. Exactly. That is, is, I mean, it's, it's like you get to, you, you literally, exactly. it's not just being obedient. Like I've got to do this because, you know, check the box. It is literally, that. you get to hang out with him. You get to spend time with him. You get to worship him. You get to pray. And like, you get to feast on his word. Exactly. And for some that may be listening or thinking, oh, it doesn't feel like that. It's difficult. Well, then you need to get a different version of the Bible that you can read and you understand. Mm-hmm. I would say even more than that, though, is to ask God to give you direction and to to change your heart so that and invite that whole, you know, Holy Spirit in to to help you to see and to to be able to appreciate what it is that you're reading and understand it. And that means because if you read something, you know, that is profound, but you've got all this clutter and all this noise and lies that are operating, it's going to be hard to see the truth, Exactly, you know, and not to use, you know, cliche, but it's, it's true. And it's it's scriptural is like the truth will set you free. So, so how do you get to that is you gotta, you gotta silence the noise, spend time, engage with him, like you said, and that's where the freedom actually is. And it's, it's like, there's no, there's no better place to be. There's no more inspiring, expansive, refreshing, inspiring, literally in spirit place to be than in relationship with God, which is why he's saying is come to me, right? You want all these things? You want all this? Come to me. I'm your source. Exactly. And, and recognizing that, um, you know, I mean, I personally don't recommend doing 12 different things. But letting the Lord, so these are kind of a buffet of things you can do to help you in your, your journey. And then seeking God, like, what are you calling me to do? And some yes. people have been doing so many things. What they really need to do is sit and let God love on them. That's some people. Some people need to go for a walk. There's so many different things, um, uh, that you can do as well as all these. You, you get, you get to do all of these things. And so the sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God and his spirit's going to say, Oh my goodness, I want you to go to this scripture and just feast on it, right? Because yes. it's going to give you life. It's me. It's not just words on a page. Yes. You're encountering the one who is the word. Um, yes. that, that gives you life. And so he'll direct you with what that is because he's relational. He wants relationship with you. He's intimate. He's passionate in his pursuit of you and, and your heart, uh, and, and knows kind of what, what you need. He knows what you need. He knows what's going to work. And sometimes I found in periods of my time, something really was great. And I would, I would be like in the word and it was totally life. And then another time was like, I just want you to, you know, um, to, to worship me, or I just want you to whatever. And, and, and you just, you have freedom to flow with him, but it's turning your attention and affection towards him and saying, clearly I I'm needing help. So what is, what's my avenue? Um, that's going to help me. And then if you don't know, try, try these things because sometimes it's, 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 you may not get a specific leading, but you're like, well, gee, I think maybe that, that declaring this over myself, that sounds, yeah, I'm going to do that. You'll start to find, 
um, what has life on it. And the beautiful thing is the more life that you find, the easier it is to hear the voice of God, because as you hang out with someone, you recognize their voice and then you're able to um, be led in a free way. Uh, so that it's not another to-do list. It's not some sort of legalistic thing. It is a get-to and is joy-filled. It is life-filled. It is like your time. And, um, and, and you get to do that. It's, it's beautiful. And then you really awaken to who he is and you awaken to who you are. That's right. Yeah. And you use the word legalistic. It's not legalistic. Mm-hmm. It is, if I have a relationship with you and we're friends, every time we get together, we don't always go for lunch. Right. We don't always do certain things. Right. But what we do is we connect with each other mm-hmm. and then we determine what, what, what is the, 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 what are we going to do today? Yeah. And sometimes God will say, get up and move. And that's mm-hmm. where sometimes people think there's contradictions in contradictions in the Bible or mm-hmm. what God's doing. There's no contradiction. Mm-hmm. There's just different seasons and different scenarios. Exactly. And I love that even Jesus, like when he healed people, he, he healed them. I always healed them differently because he yes. didn't want us to get <laughs> into a rut and say, oh, mm-hmm. this is the secret. The yes. mud on the eyes, the spitting yeah, and the making the mud in the eyes. Now. <laughs> That's the way to do it. It's like, yes. right. It's not it's about the mud. One time that'll work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And true. so it's really hanging. I mean, sometimes he's told me, he has said at different seasons in my life, it's like, get busy, get moving. Mm-hmm. And other, you know, focus on this. Mm-hmm. Other things, other times he said things like, like one time he said, come away with me. Come away with me. Just be with me. I'm up in, and I went up to Redding, which is wow. Redding, California, where, where Bethel is. And I went to, because I was always curious about, right. you know, checking out Bethel. And so I went up there and they have, I mean, they have seminars and awesome seminars, great seminars, conferences almost every week. There is something that you could do all the time there. Right. And I asked God, I said, should I, should I do those things? I mean, I'm here. I've got this opportunity. He said, no, he says, come away with me. And so it's being obedient that to, Mm -hmm. because he knows what's best for us. Right. Right. Well, because you're obeying the person of love. He's not mad at you because you're disobeying me. It's like, this is love leading you. So obey the leading of love because he wants to bring you life. And he wants to, that lie you're believing. Well, yeah, that thing's going down, but it's going to take some time with the one who created you. Yeah. Yes. So amazing. I love it. I can't believe we're already at the top of our time. Uh, Wow. I can't believe that. So any final uh, words of advice or anything? <laughs> yeah, I think we talked a, about a lot today. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's it's not being legalistic. And, and I do believe that we're all called to pray and worship and read his word. Yeah, yeah, and and I believe it's speak, speak life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just spend time with him. If there is mm-hmm. one thing I would say, if someone wants to, discover their identity in Christ mm-hmm. is to hang out with the one that created you and knows exactly what he created you for. You know, he, he determined it before you were born, before mm-hmm. he even shaped you in your mother's womb. He already knew you. And so ask him what, you know, like you said, out of love, you know, ask him what is the right next step for you. And listen and be patient. Mm-hmm. He may not answer you. Don't be like, you got 30 seconds. You got 30 minutes. 
I need to hear an answer. Okay. You're not, you're not going to give me an answer. I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. Right. But because I did that, you know, or I'm like, come I need your help. And then I wouldn't hear from him. And I'm like, all right, time's up. Got to go, you know, do something. Spend the time because it is worth it. And he will, it's part, it's not a test, but it is, it is him saying, will you trust me? Yes. Cause he's leading us to trust. Mm -hmm. Yes. To wait on me so that I can give you the direction. And sometimes he does that just to slow, to slow down and wait on me. Yeah. So listen and wait. And you can afford to wait. I think sometimes we run off and like, okay, five minutes, didn't get it. Okay, now I got it. Because we have the other lies that are saying, you know, I'm behind and I got to figure this out and I'm on my own to figure it out and all these different things. And he said- scarcity. Exactly. And he said, as you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. So it's that remaining and abiding is where fruitfulness comes as a byproduct, not as a reward. It's as a byproduct of that time. And so- that takes time. So, That's right. wow. And it's worth it. Oh my goodness. It's so worth it. Yeah, yay. Oh my goodness. This has been so much fun. I hope you will come on the podcast again. You are amazing. You have so much to share. This is just the tip of the iceberg folks <laughs> with what Nicole carries. Uh, why don't you tell us maybe some of the things that you're, you're doing and how people can connect with you. Uh, she's doing a ton. So let me just give you a heads up. If you, if you want to keep up with her, you're going to want to get on her mailing list. I'm going to let her tell you how to do that so that you can keep up with. She's got so much going on and so much that you're going to want to glean from and pull from. Well, you know, it, it comes out of what we were just talking about, spending a lot of time with God. God has been downloading a lot of things to me and in terms of direction and so forth, very focused, but there's a lot of elements to it. So yes, the email list is a, is a great way to, um, to stay connected. Go to leaders of transformation.com and you can uh, subscribe there. Also, um, I have a podcast, The Leaders of Transformation. You've been a, a guest on that show. And, um, so I go to leaderstransformation.com. You can type in, you can type in Catherine in the search field and your episode will come up. And, uh, and so that's a great way. And you can just follow the, the podcast and what we're doing there. Also, as I, as I mentioned earlier, coaching business owners and entrepreneurs and how to, how to fulfill their assignment ultimately. Um, through their business, through the business vehicle that they have. Um, and so, you know, if there's anyone that is looking for some direction saying, I'm not clear in my identity or I'm not clear on the direction of my business and how this all fits together, right. then they can reach out to me. We can do a, a complimentary consultation and uh, help them to get focused and then see where we go from there. That's brilliant. And I will be including all those links so that you can just click on them and, um, and, and find Nicole and, and what she's doing. Uh, yeah, that is so great. Nicole, it's a joy. I can't believe this just like, woo, this breeze by. <laughs> so it was so much fun. I hope you can come back on again sometime. I would love that, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure. Well, it's, it's always a joy. And we will keep in touch for sure. So everybody, uh, make sure uh, you um, share uh, the podcast um, and let people know kind of 
what what's going on? This is it's so many exciting things that Nicole is doing, that Perspectives is doing, all of that. We get to we get to grow and expand together, and that is always an amazing thing. So thank you so much, Nicole, and we will keep in touch. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.